thank you so much for joining me on the Unpreached Truth About God and Money podcast. I'm your host, Nikolai. Today, we're going to be able to discuss something that I think is going to be relevant for you and I. First and foremost, I want to be able to shout out all the healthcare workers, all the healthcare workers who are getting up early in the morning or coming back late at night and are somehow impacted uh, by this coronavirus, whether you are in a team or in a group or in a committee, uh, just huddling together to make sure that you all plan effectively. If you're a hospital administrator or if you work on the floor or if you are a doctor or a physician or a patient provider, um, or even if you're involved in insurance and billing, I just want to give you all a special shout out. My thoughts and prayers are for you all as you all go into the heart and to the thick of things. And we pray that God will give you strength and wisdom as you navigate the various situations and that you would keep cool and calm and collective. A great podcast that I suggest listening to to specially help our healthcare workers is a podcast by Abigail Graves called Health for the Healthcare Professional. It's Health for the Healthcare Professional. It's a podcast that uh, I think would be helpful, particularly for healthcare professionals. It doesn't just teach you how to navigate things financially, but also how to deal with the day-to-day stress. So let's deep dive into our episode today. The first thing I want to be able to discuss with you all is this, that if you don't pay for your health now, you're going to pay for it later. If you don't pay for your health now, you're going to pay for it later. So the first thing I want to be able to share with you is that your and I body was designed primarily, if we look at Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two, we were designed to eat fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Now, I know some of y'all love uh, your chicken and you love your beef and you love your porks and you love your swine and you love whatever else. Right. But we were not designed to eat meat. This is not just a biblical uh, idea. This is also a scientific one. Our teeth are not designed to, you know, gr- like literally chase down you know, some deer, bite into it and tear it up, you know, with our teeth and then ingest the whole thing. And we don't have several stomachs uh, to handle eating all sorts of meat that that deer will have. It's just not true. We're designed to eat fruits and vegetables, to have a plant-based diet. So, you know, this is not to to hype up uh, people who are like vegans. I'm sure all the vegans are like celebrating right now, wherever they are. But really, it's not true. You know, an unpreached truth is that we, we are, some people run around saying that it's okay to eat whatever you want. No, it's not. Like, I want to be able to really, and, and I, I do say this in a level of fl- frustration because I read an article last night and they were able to identify, at least they didn't identify who the patient was, but they knew where Ground Zero started. And Ground Zero started in, in China and it was in a particular area of China that they believe, and I'll get this, it's wild. They believe that patient zero was butchering a bat because in that particular area, they eat bats and they sell bats as delicacy. And they were butchering a bat. And what may have happened was that the bat, the blood of the bat or the fluids of the bat or whatever, somehow made contact with the individual's mouth or eye. Probably their eye, their mucous membrane. And that's how this whole thing started. A bat. It's interesting to me because 
in Leviticus 11, if, if you read through Leviticus 11, there is a laundry list of things that God says are clean and unclean foods. Now, a lot of people don't want to deal with Leviticus 11 because they say, oh, well, maybe God was behind the times or maybe this doesn't make sense or, you know, all the, you know, preacher, why are you going after my food? Listen, God is smarter than you and I. Number one, for somebody to go and capture bats and then to kill them and sell them means that it's an issue of supply and demand. There are people who want to eat bats, and therefore there's somebody selling it. Just like there's a whole lot of people who like to eat shrimp, and a whole lot of people who like to eat lobster, alligator, or crocodile, or whatever, right? Snakes, they're eating things that God said don't eat. It's in Leviticus 11. There's an entire laundry list. And sometimes we sit down and say to ourselves, this is only going to maybe impact me, or it's not going to impact me at all. But let's say the worst part, oh, it's not going to hurt anybody. We literally are all on quarantine. We have nations that are banning people from coming into their country. We have healthcare workers that are at risk. We have government officials who are scrambling, at least in the United States, we are going to spend probably $8 billion, the NBA's closed, sporting events are done, public gatherings are limited, social interaction is messed up, all because one person was doing something that God had said a long time ago in scripture not to do. You see, a lot of these things from scripture are truths, are, are eternal truths, they're, they're things that God speaks about not just in terms of salvation, but in terms of scientific reality. Let me give you an example. The shrimp, the lobster, um, uh, oysters, squids, whatever, those kind of things you all like to eat, those are literally bottom-eating foods, like bottom-eating creatures. Those are literally bottom-eating creatures, meaning they are designed to take in crap and waste of other animals in order to survive. And so you come around and eat it, and you think it's tasty because it's salted or flavored or barbecued or, or made crispy, and you're so focused on the taste that you don't realize that you're not supposed to be eating it, and it will negatively impact your health. There, you know, there are people who are getting all sorts of diseases that they shouldn't have to get because people are not being taught about what they ought to eat. If you want to look at study, look at the, the four blue zones on the planet. On average, people who live in blue zones live 10 years longer than the average person. You see, my friend was right. If you don't pay for your health now, you will pay for it later. If you don't put in something in your budget to allow you to eat the right foods now, you're going to suffer it later. We would not be in the mess that we're in. Many of us would not be the way we are in terms of our health if we were paying attention to our budget and what we're eating. Now, I get it. I'm not trying to shame everybody here, okay? Even when I was in college, it was a struggle because... As a college student, you barely have enough money. Everywhere you look, 
uh, is meat for sale, and it's cheap. In fact, the locations where you can get fast food in the poorer communities or whatever, but the locations where you get fast food often are cheaper than if you go to, you know, like a like an organic market. Vegetables and fruits are more expensive sometimes than buying chicken. So I understand. But again, what is actually happening with the meat that they're processing? See, there are two things that are destroying people nowadays on this planet. It's our desire and lust for the flesh, not just li literal eating flesh, but also for things that we crave and we want to do. And it's also the love of money. The Bible says not money, but the love of money is the root of all evil. You have major corporations that are financially invested in selling you things that are going to destroy your body. Nobody wants to talk about it because we're too afraid to offend people and we're too afraid to lose money. Especially in the Western world, especially in the United States, I think it was some time ago, we were the most obese nation on the planet. We consumed more of the world's resources and food than any other location on the planet. And yet, in the same breath, we wonder why we have issues of world hunger, which we can resolve if we scale back from the type of things that we eat. And there are other Bible texts that we can look at. But I want us to make clear that if you don't pay for your health now, you're going to pay for it later. And so I encourage you that when you're putting your budgets together, when you're examining things on a month-to-month -month or a week-to-week -week basis, pay attention to what you eat. Sneak in there. Increase the amount of money that you need for groceries if it's going to take that to make sure that you live longer. Because guess what on the other side is waiting for some of us? If we don't change our eating habits now, on the other side of this, we may end up in the hospital with a very large bill that it will be hard to pay back. Now, the next thing that I want to be able to share with us that I think is significant is how do we navigate times like these where we are in this self-quarantine, where people are limiting interactions? What do we do financially? Well, I have a few recommendations. Number one, I think this is a perfect opportunity to reevaluate our choices of spending. Let me explain. If you notice when there's a crisis, all of a sudden people are not concerned about what type of car they drive. They're not concerned about where they get their gas. They just become concerned about the basic necessities of life. And so during this time where people are afraid to go to certain restaurants, see it as a blessing. Because some of us spend so much money eating out that this is now an opportunity for you to buy groceries and to cook at home and save money. You may say to yourself, oh, just $100 to go to a restaurant or $50 to go to a restaurant. That same money that you add up each day eating out, you could have redirected your funds and saved money. And then you could have more money to groceries or you could have more money towards your bills or you can have more money towards things that you actually would benefit you in your life. Another thing to consider during this time is to uh, take the time to monitor your spending and also increase your savings. The Bible says that a prudent man sees danger and hides himself. But the person who is unwise runs into it and then suffers harm. We know that this is going to somehow impact the economy. 
If you remember the story of Joseph, uh, Joseph uh, received a word that that Pharaoh had a dream, and Pharaoh's dream was that there was going to be seven years of famine. And so God's instruction to him was, if you're going to survive the famine, you need to spend time saving up while times are good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a famine is coming. So what are you doing now to make sure that you know where all your money is going and begin to save up so when times get hard, you're not negatively impacted? Another thing that we ought to consider is that with this particular crisis, it may limit your social interactions. Maybe you are planning to go overseas. Maybe you are planning on using your refund check to go on a, a major trip. Maybe you are planning to spend tens of thousands of dollars or, or just thousands of dollars going to Disney World and Disneyland and, and uh, to go to some resorts and retreats. This is a perfect opportunity for you to reassess your funds and pick locations that may be cheap or free. The last thing that I would suggest to us today is to be mindful of our debt. If you know that you can't go on that trip anymore and you can't go to this location and that location, now you have all this money or you haven't spent your refund check yet, strongly consider paying off your debts. The economy will not be good forever. Every 10 or 20 or 25 years or however often, there are ups and downs in the economy. And the best way to get to financial freedom or even financial stability is to reduce your debts. So do not see this as a curse when you now have a lump sum of money back from the government or you now can't go on that trip. Consider that if you have a credit card bill, if you have some health bills, if you have some student loans, if you have a car note that you can pay down, try your best to reduce your expenses as much as possible. Because the economy may go in a particular way where we start losing jobs again or wages are messed up or people can't work for some period of time. And you don't want a situation where your bills become too overwhelming. So reconsider if this is now an opportunity for you can, to make a move to clear up your credit card debt, to clear up your health bill, to clear up your utility bill, to make sure that you're current and get rid of stuff and even consider... Uh, tackling maybe some student loans that you have. But this right now, instead of seeing it as a curse, can be a blessing for you and your family. That you have an opportunity to come together, to talk more, to reconsider how you've been living your life in terms of do you need to exercise more or what type of foods do you need to eat as a family so that you have a better quality of life. And it's a perfect time to have a conversation about the budget. If you haven't been on a budget before, there are many tools out there that I think would be make sense. There are apps out there that make sense. But in order to understand where you're going, you have to come up with some sort of plan and then you have to execute that plan. And so I just want to be able to share with you, don't give up hope, don't be discouraged. And so this is impacting everyone. But I think we all need to move forward and to trust that things will get better. But we have to be able to make certain steps now so that we can have a brighter future. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please keep in touch with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Unpreached Truth. That's The Unpreached Truth. No underscores, no spaces. Take the opportunity to share this message with someone. And remember, speak the truth and speak it ever. <laughs>